0: Hey, Welcome to Slashers and Spirits, a horror movie podcast. In this show, Kim and I, longtime horror movie fans, show some of our favorites to AJ, who hated the genre until just recently. And as always, it's tradition to drink heavily during this whole process. Because of this, we have our designated driver and editor, Molly, joining us. I'm Aaron. I'm AJ. I'm Kim. Okay.
1: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I have something I want to say first. Aaron. Okay counted down super extra and it was so hard to stay silent we have to stay silent before we start recording and i had to work so hard to be quiet just so i wouldn't laugh because of how <laughs> extra you counted
0: oh i did the oh you mean when i counted down to three yes or like up to three no i was doing the um the mr owl how many licks does it take yes. to get to the center <laughs> that one
1: i don't- Three. Oh my god <laughs> yes and that made me want to laugh and i couldn't laugh and it was very rude well you laughed now so you laughed laugh laugh then you know <laughs> How's no. everybody doing?
0: i'm good how are you i'm good we took a break last week we we've recording every episode every wednesday but we we took an off week and uh it was it was kind of nice not to get drunk on a wednesday night for once uh yeah. to kind of you know wake up thursday with a pep in my step instead of just you know being full of regret <laughs> about yeah you guys <laughs>
1: i agree i have to be up at eight tomorrow i get it Ooh, well, we, we we started
0: somewhat early you know yeah we can't we can't watch home invasion movies past dark apparently
1: <laughs> um i really appreciate us not watching home invasion movies after dark since now i live alone and could get murdered and no one would know don't know There's eventually dark thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a dark thought sometimes this was a <laughs> this was a dark movie though to be fair it was said. It was scary. I didn't like it that much. I actually did like it. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kim, we didn't get an update
2: for
0: you. From you, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. I've seen this movie. Like I own this movie on DVD, so this movie
0: is it was chilling. I'm chilling. Oh shit! It's in the Kim Hall of Fame. <laughs> um. All right. Let's before we before we move on, let's talk a little bit about uh, about last week, last uh, or two weeks ago. Now we did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How is that sitting with everyone?
1: I haven't thought about it honestly.
0: I have. I've been. I've. I. I really enjoyed watching Texas Chainsaw again. Me too. And, uh, honestly, we got, some, we got some news since then about the new one and how it will bring back. Um, man, I'm blanking on her name right now. The 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 final girl from
2: the uh, first Texas Chainsaw. Oh God, name? not not Lucy. I know. I'm googling is it, it. Is it not Lucy? The character's name. Not Lucy.
1: Name? I don't Sarah. Lucy. What was the What, what was, so was the name of the of the, of the, good, the the weird guy in it? He like didn't have a real name. It was like
0: a I forget what was his name. It was like something stupid. Oh, Sally. 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 I We learned recently over the past, since we've watched Texas Chainsaw, that um, we we were kind of talking like there were rumors about the new Texas Chainsaw when we watched the last one. We we're like, yeah, there's like rumors that it might be like Old Man, Leatherface and stuff like that. And since then, they're like, yeah, here's a poster. Sally's coming back. We're full on doing like the Halloween 2018, but with Texas Chainsaw. So I feel like it was I feel like it was meant to be. It was a good time to watch it and prep for the inevitability of i think this year they said that it was coming right it said 2000, yeah. uh, 2020, 2021 right
2: yeah and that's really exciting i'm excited and for it
0: by then the the world might be normal and we might go see it in theaters before a podcast Whoa. imagine that <laughs> that'll be wild wow maybe it'll be drunk on a on a saturday night <laughs> Ooh, shit getting
1: fancy here just becoming more and more adult it's fine <laughs> Is that more adult? Yeah, just yeah means Instead of getting
0: drunk at home, we'd get drunk at a Chili's afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, that still sounds more adult, because you can.
0: <laughs> there was a point before... Um... The pandemic hit where we would go to Chili's before we'd use our, like, AMC passes, and it sure. came to a point where one of the, the, like, bartenders knew me, and I was like, wow, a bartender knows me at Chili's. This is a low point. In my right I should... that, that, that can't be good, right? No. I, had,
1: I had this bar that I used to go to, like, after work regularly, and I don't know if it's open still or not, but I miss it dearly. And I had the same thing where the bartenders all knew me, and I personally found it very comforting.
0: No, the, a bar is fine. Like <laughs> they know you at a bar, and you're a regular. That's cool. There's something sad about a Chili's. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. It's one step above Applebee's. So the Applebee's, I couldn't take that. That would be that would be too much. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we
1: drinking? Uh, uh. Oh yeah, what are we drinking? Uh, you you start first, DJ. I'm drinking vodka and Sprite. Kim, what are you a, drinking? Do we get a brand? We... Oh, <laughs> it's Smirnoff and Sprite's a brand. So it just, it's just Sprite. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's fair. That's fair. I, I guess I wanted to know because if you were drinking Great Value fucking lemon, lemon soda, that'd be, you know, you got to be honest.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm drinking. Actually, you want to know when this Sprite's from? The Sprite we bought for Halloween. We never opened it and I just opened it because I finally moved and I needed something to drink with. You moved the Sprite. The sprite <laughs> yeah. You to the new place. <laughs> <laughs> it was completely full. It never opened. I wasn't going to throw it away. <laughs> and I
0: probably would have done the same thing. There's just something really funny about, like, I'm imagining you unpacking a moving box and it's just Sprite <laughs> <in there. laughs> It was in um, a moving box. reference, back. the Halloween Sprite. Um, it is now March thirty first, twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's been a while. When the Halloween twenty twenty sprite was consumed.
1: Yep. <laughs> so that's how fancy we're going today. What about you, Kim?
2: I'm just drinking something I found in the fridge, and it's disgusting. It's <laughs> <Is> it milk. <laughs> <Is> it- no, <laughs> it, you know it would've been better if it's milk, and I'm lactose because this tastes like shit. <laughs> It, it's called. It's my roommates. It's the Kraken. It's a rum and coke bullshit. I don't know what it is. It's in a fucking can. Oh, it tastes like absolute garbage, and I fucking hate it. But I'm drinking it because it's. I opened it, and I can't.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Stop. And I can't just grab a wine because the taste would be like they wouldn't match. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of stuck. They this. wouldn't
0: pair well. No. My nice
2: cheap wine with this garbage.
0: <laughs> god forbid you drink cheap wine on a wednesday night
2: <laughs> not with this rum and coke bullshit like it tastes so bad it um, gave me i'm
0: i'm drinking uh stone ipas tonight
1: i went to stone brewery <gasps>
0: it's my favorite place on earth
1: i went to the one in san marcos it's really pretty with all of the like koi fish and everything it was really nice <sighs>
0: I haven't been to that one yet. There's one that I'm obsessed with that, like, I think about every day. Uh, it's it's the one uh, near Pachanga. We'll we'll go uh-huh. to Promise Land someday.
1: Okay, sounds good. Uh,
0: when we're over this hellscape and you've banished the Grudge Woman from your new apartment, <laughs> why can't she partner. come?
1: No, she. Wait, hold on. I'm the only one who hangs out with her.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's rude. She wants <laughs> friends too.
2: <laughs> that's exactly how that works.
0: <laughs> I thought Kim would have been in. I'm being honest. Kim, Kim was immediately like, no. <laughs> I would have thought Kim would have been like, yeah, bring her. What's up? <laughs> no,
2: I like the idea of her just being AJ's. That brings me much more joy than being friends AJ's with the ghost. Just, problem. <laughs> yeah, AJ's AJ's hey, bestie.
1: Yeah, she's my best friend now. You can't call her a problem. That's rude.
2: She can be your friend and a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely be both.
0: <laughs> and that's okay. Sometimes it be like that. <laughs> I'm a 2 1 package. I'm <laughs> a friend and an issue.
1: <laughs> Sounds like what I got in co- in high school.
0: <laughs> that's your eulogy. It's like they were a great friend, brother. And issue. problem. <laughs> 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 Mistake. <laughs> oh shit. <clears throat> All right. So it was Kim's turn to pick a movie this week and she chose The Strangers from two thousand eight. What why'd you why'd you choose this one? I like it. <laughs> you always say that. You always say that. That's what you always go to is because it was good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because it is, and that's being objective. It's just a good ass movie.
0: <laughs> it's not an opinion, it's a it's fact.
2: you <laughs> picked the good ones, and this is one of them. uh No, I mean, honestly, though, that's generally how I pick these movies. They're movies, I have like a huge ass list of movies that I like. And then movies that I think are relevant to, like, being shown to, like, AJ Who Doesn't Watch It, just in general. And, yeah, I just like it. I just think it was – I I own it on DVD, and that says a lot. I don't have a DVD player, <laughs> but I own it on
1: DVD. <laughs> so, so it's useless, but you own it. It's not useless because
2: I can see it. And if anyone <laughs> does have a DVD player, I have a movie to provide. Um. <laughs> but I I own it and I really enjoy watching it. It's something you can just watch in the background and just. I mean, I think I say that with. It's kind of hard because I do say that with every movie yes. that I just kind of watch it all the time. But like that's a fact. Like all these movies, that's my genre that I watch like almost every day. I I like horror movies, and that's kind of the only thing I really watch. And I think this one's just—it's very simple. It's not overly complicated as far as movies go, and I think it's
0: just—it's—it's
2: it's enjoyable. And it's not that long, and no. I like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's well, it. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I, I think I think you, you've explained yourself well, well. Now, I mean, if you, it's like <laughs> if you own the DVD but no way to play it, that is commitment. Like, that is, <laughs> I'd watch any movie that someone was like, I can't even <laughs> fucking watch it. For that's, that's great. Like, if a blind person was like, No, I bought this movie, I'd be like, Oh fuck, we gotta watch that. Movie. <laughs>
1: When it's eventually my turn, can we watch something that I watch every day?
2: No.
0: Would it, What would it be?
2: Gilmore Girls. <laughs> no. Oh my no. god! I'll girls. tell you. That what. is a horror movie. Actually, that should a, count.
0: Could you put Kim and I through a more horrifying experience? I <laughs> pick the
1: best episodes because it, it would have to be like an hour and a half, right? So we'd have like an one episode and a half of an episode, and I'd pick the highlights.
2: <laughs> no, I've seen that show, and it's.
1: It's the best show ever made. Mm,
2: is it?
1: Yes.
0: What, what, <laughs> it, I watch what it is, every day. What is, what is Gilmore Girl's relationship to Gossip Girl? <laughs>
1: <Those> <laughs> there
0: isn't. Are...
2: <laughs> Gossip Girl is much more elite. Gilmore Girl oh, is oh, just. So it's better. Yeah, I would say. There's more Goss- spice I mean, in Gossip Girl.
1: Because <laughs> Gossip Girl's a drama. Gilmore Girl's isn't. It's boring. <laughs> Gilmore Girl's <laughs> is about a mom and a daughter living their lives. And it's it's two white
2: women who just make trouble for themselves and <laughs> complain about shit. That's literally the show.
1: Yes, but you know what? I thought that that was, also that my was life. Ha-
2: that was
0: most of this podcast. And- <laughs> 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 but that's Gilmore girls. It's just
2: two white women who have money and just for some reason they don't have, have a shit. They don't have money. She gets into Yale because the grandparents can pay for it because they're alums. Okay, um, so the grandparents are you going to tell me money. that they're not
1: rich? <laughs> this is The grandparents bullshit. are rich. This is a very important part they of the show. They pay for her
2: school and she... Yes. Oh, okay, whatever. This is not the point of this podcast. It's a ridiculous <laughs> show, but it's a good They are the daughters
0: of the Golden Girls, right? <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> I'm just making sure I have the cinematic universe Golden all, all Girls combined.
1: pay for her to go to Yale. <laughs> Oh,
0: Christ. I'm into it. I'm into it. Maybe this is more interesting than I thought. No, it's not.
1: It's really not. Someday. Someday I'll get to pick something. We'll get there eventually. Mm. <laughs> a
0: long time from now.
1: Just wait for the, the Twilight <laughs> Thank you. Oh,
0: Are I was you... going to ask how those related to Twilight, actually. Right? <laughs> so I, was, I still have a lot to learn about Twilight.
1: They don't, but Twilight's still worth it. And I'm shocked that uh, Kim's response was negative.
2: Not a marathon. <laughs>
1: okay so we'll just do one a week it'll be a month no it'll be five weeks of twilight
0: (laughs) no of twilight there's five movies oh shit that's a lot more movies than i thought there were
1: how many movies did you think there were
0: (laughs) you know what i lied i thought there were four that's okay that's one more (laughs) yeah
1: there are four books there's five movies um
0: i see i see
1: have we mentioned what movie we watched no. no.
0: And how dare you ask? No, you
1: did. You did. When? Oh, no, you oh, did. did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Because uh, we started with the you s- named the movie and then roasted Kim for saying that she likes movies. Which <laughs> no I, point. This well, was this is like, the point. That like was this her reason. At, this third time in a row, I've been like, Kim, why didn't you this
0: movie? And she's like, because I like it.
2: <laughs> well, what else can I say? Well, she's a very good <laughs> <middle> person. <laughs> I you said a lot like more it. afterwards.
0: And you're, you're very articulate, Kim. <laughs> I just like it. Um, This movie had me for ninety-five percent of it, and when it lost me, it lost me hard. But we'll we'll get into that. I think we should go. uh, I think we should maybe cover first that AJ has um, a fear of yes everything, everything,
2: (laughs) but also
1: home invasion,
0: (laughs) like particularly home invasion. Yeah, she's she's not a fan. I am also not. I'm not, like, anti, but if I were to watch a horror movie, a home invasion film would not be near the top of my list at all.
1: Listen, when I was eight years old, I have a detailed memory of looking at my window at night and being like, someone could climb up here and break in and kill me. And I just have never left that thought. Wait, how old did you say you were? Eight.
0: That's that's, that's dark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this episode's full of aj's dark thoughts (laughs) that's
0: who we're sponsored by my my little brother when he was in like like fourth grade or something like that learned about like 9 11 Mm -hmm. and for like three weeks he would just like look outside at night and be like what are you doing and he's just like afraid of another (laughs) 9-11 we live in the desert in the middle of fucking nowhere like there's not gonna be a 9-11 in southern Utah are you kidding (laughs) and he would look out like every night and it would just be like oh my god go to bed
1: (laughs) I like that he worried about it at night Oh, you're worried about watching this movie or discussing this movie at night. Yeah, but 9-11 didn't happen at night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. AJ, what did you think of, of The Strangers?
1: Uh, I actually think I liked it. I don't know. It made me deeply uncomfortable and stressed out, but I didn't hate the plot.
0: Ah, oh, that's interesting. I didn't think you you'd like totally hate it, but I'm I'm surprised you found enjoyment in it due to how terrified you were.
1: No, I don't. I wouldn't go as far as say enjoyment. That seems like a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> he said you liked it. What's the difference? <laughs> because I didn't enjoy the experience of watching it. That was stressful and a lot, but also like the plot was pretty good.
0: All right, um, should we go into? It's better than fine. In- so let's do it. <laughs> All right, Kim, give us some background here. Okay,
2: so this movie was directed by Brian Bertino. This was his first movie. Um, note that he is very young, and that's one of the things that some critics had to say about this movie in reviews, um, in a my criticism friend. form, which I'll get to later. Um, it hmm. stars Liv Tyler, who plays Kristen. Yes, Arwen from Lord of the Rings, my girlfriend in my head. I love her.
1: Um, oh, daughter of Steven you. Tyler. That
2: was driving me nuts. Yeah, That was she's driving queen. me nuts. And it also stars Scott Speedman, who plays James, and he has played the role of Michael in the Underworld series, if you're familiar oh. with that. Yeah. Also hot. Love him.
0: I thought he looked like every Bachelor contestant ever. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of did. He's very good looking.
2: They're both like the best, like the best good looking couple. And if I were to see them in real life, it would disgust me. Because they're so attractive. They're and they're good. And that's just amazing.
0: We live um, in a world where Kim would be disgusted to see that man in real life, but be excited <laughs> to see Freddy Krueger with his birth <laughs> face.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they're the main characters of this movie, and we, I guess I'll name the antagonists or the villains later on, unless you want me to say them now, I can. They don't have name names, but they do have ways to distinguish who they are. Do you want me to... Yeah, like-
0: I'm I'm assuming they're named after their masks. Yeah.
2: So we have Dollface, Pinup Girl, Mm -hmm. and Man in the Mask is what they're officially
0: named.
1: You know, I was waiting to find out what the the guy's name would be, and Man in the Mask was just so simple. Who did you think his name would be? I don't know. I thought it was gonna be like some creative Yeah. I didn't expect Man in the Mask.
2: It's very daunting. For a guy whose
0: mask is literally a sack. It starts with a couple mm-hmm. coming back to a house, and it's set up for a very romantic evening, but there is clearly a lot of tension between them. And I think in the beginning, you can even see that uh, um, I'm so sorry, Kristen was her name, right? Yes. Uh, Kristen had been crying. I and mean, it's a very awkward, just like entering of a A house that's laden with flower petals and champagne and it's like well uh you take that bedroom and I'll see you tomorrow (laughs) it's just very awkward but they don't really show what happens but then they kind of do like shortly after they don't leave you in suspense too long before you realize that um out of this couple um the bachelor had proposed (laughs) to Kristen and she said no and apparently they had Oh uh, good.
1: that is a plotline of The Bachelor.
0: He is yes, he's now the bachelor <laughs> in, in both uh, aesthetics and just fact. Um, <laughs> the same way that it's a fact that this movie is <laughs> <laughs> They they showed the, they showed the proposal, um, and we had brought up that it was interesting that he would propose at the end of somebody else's wedding.
1: I have a lot of problems with it, honestly.
0: Go for it. Let, let just, rip.
1: okay, just think about it. Like, who, so when you're going to propose, you've got to think about it beforehand. You've got to buy a ring. You've got to be in, like, when's the perfect time? Now, ideally, you would talk to your significant other about the whole thing. Like, are we going to get married? And there, you have a conversation a couple months before, and then it's like, we're going to get engaged in this time frame. And then you propose randomly, and it's still a surprise, but there's like some forethought to it. Which I don't think happened because she said no. Anyways, when you go to someone else's wedding, the day is about them. So why, like, was there a plan to tell people the next day? Was, if she said yes, was he going to go back inside the wedding and be like, Guys, we just got engaged. Like, you're just stealing other people's thunder at that point. And also, that's just kind of awkward. Because I would also feel weird about being proposed to at someone else's wedding. Also, I want the whole day to be about me if I'm being proposed to. And it's already about someone else, and I can't steal their thunder.
0: May I propose that uh, the proposal (laughs) happened? The proposal happened at around 3 a.m., so technically it was the next day. You know what? That's (laughs) worse. Who wants to get proposed (laughs) to at 3 a.m.?
2: I mean, it's spontaneity, I think, is just what he was kind of going for, and that does happen
1: for some people. He planned to have a romantic thing at the house afterwards
0: he also planned they also later reveal that the way this went in his head is she said yes they go back to the house and there's rose petals everywhere they have a good night and then the next morning they go on a road trip yes for an undisclosed amount of time that we can assume was at least multiple days right yeah
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So surely it must have crossed his mind at some point, like "Ooh, fuck, we do have plans after this." <laughs> yeah, like,
1: shit, gonna go wrong. Like, what if she says no, and then I have to go on a road trip with her? Like, you have to think about that before you propose to somebody. No, or I even just if still have think like He great thought she community... would
0: say no. Yeah, that, clearly, clearly, we're, we're we're just poking holes and being <laughs> dumb here. But, uh... <laughs> it is It is kind of funny <laughs> it is, or even if it, they're really adult about it she's like listen I, I, I love you but i i just don't think i'm ready for that yet they still like even if that's if that's not a negative like a flat no you yeah. know what i mean it's not like that's like one of the better negative situations but then they still gotta drive to yosemite the next yeah.
1: day <laughs> like sitting in the car none of this seems like the best plan personally
0: um i also love uh how after he's dejected um it is a plot point we should bring up that he calls his buddy oh yeah Hey, i know you're probably drunk from the wedding but things didn't go as planned here could you drive up here and pick me up and i'll let her take the the car we were going to use for the road trip home um and then he pulls out a gallon of ice cream and sits (laughs) down at the table and just like eats a spoonful of it like he's prepared to be (laughs) to be sad like it was uh it was like we need. How do we know he's sad? Let's get the ice cream. <laughs> like that's, that's yeah. how you know. Bunny tracks really depict sadness. So yeah. it's time we bring these out.
2: Real quick, I think this is how I always took it, and maybe I, I'm interpreting it wrong, but I always thought that the the house they went to is the road trip. It's the getaway. That's his family's vacation home.
1: But she, he says. That... Yeah, it's on time
2: for a road trip, but because that's far from where... It's their summer vacation home. That's not... Oh, they're not going so anywhere. Gone. That was going to be their getaway. Mm, that's okay. what I always took it as. That's okay. his family's I... summer home, and that's why it was set up that way, and that's why she had clothes already there and stuff. Like, she brought it with her, and that's mm. where they were going to be staying for the weekend.
0: I just assumed that this was, like, one of the many stops. Yeah. they going to continue going. But either way, it, it doesn't really affect... yeah how the movie runs. Cause it, if like, if they're going to leave the next day or whatever, like that's, it's, it's still, it's still the same scenario, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I think it is important to state. Uh, it was funny because I, I knew this movie was made around 2008. And I kept thinking like, this clearly isn't like their home mm-hmm. and Airbnb's not a thing yet. <laughs> so <Yeah>. like, <laughs> who are they related to? Who are they borrowing this car from uh, this house from? And <laughs> it was just a, a funny, uh, Thing or it was like now it's so normal to be like oh they're not in a hotel room they're just in somebody's house like back yeah. in the day it's like what fucking house are they in and now you're like I don't know I was in someone house someone else's house two weeks ago yeah <laughs> <I can't know. laughs> um just weird differences now and even seeing even for 2008 the cell phones in this movie were pretty hilarious
1: they're very funny they're very old no one was rocking a Motorola
0: razor yet no one was yeah <laughs> was flipping that thing yet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, that's Um, also wild that Razor's weren't out yet. Like, that's just...
0: I think they were. They just didn't use them. Like, they were almost old Mm. for the time. Um, What was the... Do you guys remember the first horror movie you saw where they used a cell phone as a flashlight? No. Mm. I think it was... uh, For me, it was that horrible new Black Christmas. But I remembered that as, like, a big stepping stone. It's like, holy shit. This movie's using cell phones as a flashlight. Like, that's crazy. There's no more, like... Why would they have a flashlight on them? And we're like, oh yeah, everyone just has a flashlight sitting around to use. Now it's like there's no excuse. Everybody has a flashlight.
2: <laughs> I can't think of the first. The one that comes to mind is that one movie. It's not when a stranger calls. It's when it's like <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you get like the text message chain or whatever, and it kills is you it a ass. one
0: missed call. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I'm thinking of that's the only one that comes to mind out of me when i was like 11 and now i've been like oh god that'd be so awful
2: yeah i think that's the one i think of but it might not be the first but that's the only one i can remember off the top of my head
1: you know what it probably was for me it was probably unfriended oh my god (laughs)
0: God. why is unfriended haunt this podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) because it's like the first horror movie i ever saw does it it even count it's one of them i don't remember my dad probably tried to force me to watch like good ones but i never mm. watched them and then i think that that i also saw mama at like 16 but i don't know if it was an if they used flashlights in mama
0: why am i thinking of that bloom house movie what was the what was, I, I don't think
1: you're thinking of ma <laughs> ma yes thank you i was like <laughs> very different use, watching ma <laughs> <laughs> No, Mama, the one with two children, who then one of them turns into, like, a ghost thing and leaves, and it's terrifying (laughs) and awful. It's like, I I think I was 23 when
0: Ma came out. How old are you? (laughs) And that's Uh. when you find
1: out I'm still a teenager.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I know know the difference now. I don't know why my head went to Ma, but (laughs) it did. (laughs) <laughs> where were we with the, where, where <laughs> were we here where, 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 how we get here he was like he was crunching on the chunky monkey and then um she comes out and is like it's kind of confusing but it's like hey i, I i'm i not ready for that but like let's have sex now yeah and then um there's a knock at the door and that kind of starts the real plot of the movie
2: so there's that i love the knock it's oh, it always gets me this is what <laughs> right there. This is
0: exactly why.
2: There's a beautiful knock at the door, which is scary because it's kind of. Do they have music on? Am I am I correct to assume that yes. he had his
1: country music playing? It okay. was the mellow country music.
2: Yeah. And there's a knock at the door. He goes to answer, and there's a woman at the door. First of all, oh. no people on that door. Second of yes. all, there's no light on the porch. So already it's kind of a red flag. But it's also Bad four choices. in the morning. So he's very much aware that. No one should be knocking at the door at four in the morning. But he answers anyway, which is something I would also do to point out. He's not dumb. I would do the same thing.
1: You would answer?
2: I answer the door no matter who knocks because it gives me more anxiety to not open it or at least to check. I can't can't just
0: like not see who was at my door. So so So, you're saying you would have opened it if you also did not have a peephole, but if you had a peephole, you might not have opened it? I would have
2: peeked through the window first and seen that it's dark, and then I would probably like get something and answer the door. I would be too freaked out to not see who was behind that door.
0: What is the something you're getting? Like a knife? A knife. 100%. I have my knife in the kitchen
2: ready. Like it's right by where my (laughs) sliding door is, so I know which knife (laughs) to get if someone tries to fuck with me. (laughs) i'm prepared i have weapons so throughout the house I'm we ready. should
1: not show up at kim's house at four in the morning that's what i'm learning
2: not with my porch light off because my porch light's automatic <laughs> that thing turns on when someone steps there yeah. if it's off that's a sign um but yeah so he answers the door there's a woman at the door asking for tamara is tamara home yeah, or is tamara home so, yeah. and he says no bitch obviously there's no one here and
1: <laughs> <laughs> well there's obviously two people there that's Exactly. Well, that that's not like <laughs> she's not here. There's no
2: one by that name that goes yes. here anyway. Dismisses her, and then she leaves. And he turns the light on. He goes up to like the little light thing and like screws the light bulb on, showing that in some way it had either accidentally, which we'll find out later, probably not, was twisted so the porch light was purposely turned off. We don't see this woman's face. We don't really see much characteristics aside from the fact that she is female. He closes the door. They're chilling. Arwen says that she's out of cigarettes and he says Arwen? he wants to go get it for her. From
1: Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's right. That's right. Kristen.
2: Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> um, that she's out of cigarettes. He goes and wants to retrieve some for her. Mostly I think he just wants to get away from the situation and just like drive for a bit. And also, he does that. Also, the
0: first kind of cue for me that he might be in on the, the killings to happen. Not that there's any real... Oh, he that killings are going to happen yet. But I went into this movie knowing that people were going to die, clearly, you know? So, yeah. So, um, the second he, like, was willing to leave and stuff like that, I was like, Oh shit, if she gets attacked after he leaves, it's him. It's gotta be.
2: Yeah. I never thought of that. It's actually pretty interesting. I never even suspected him.
0: I huh. kind of did.
2: I did a couple times. I think times. I was just
0: thinking scream the whole time, you know? Mm. Like, yeah. Like, my, my scream senses were tingling. I was
2: yeah. Like, um, and then... He leaves. She's by herself. Does the okay? I'm I'm trying not to jump around because I didn't take notes as far as like the continuity of the movie. Mm-hmm. I I have um, some here. Okay, yeah. She's still but in her dress. Like, like, that's to note that she's still in her little fancy bridesmaid dress. That's where
1: she changes.
0: I I have a note that might be kind of um a, a little pretentious, but I really like the like time period that they they set this. Uh, When I say time period, not years clearly, but like the time of day they set this movie in because they very clearly come home at like 3.30 in the morning. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: If you ever come home from an event at 3.30 in the morning and you're like dressed up, you're either going to see the sunrise or you're going to crash immediately. Mm -hmm. Like there's no real in between. Like it's just kind of this weird time of day that doesn't feel like totally real you've either had such a good time that time's flying or you're just gonna like crash hard it's just such an odd time to go through such a traumatic experience as a rejected proposal yeah and uh she even says when she mentions that she's out of cigarettes that she's that that she's like no it's fine i'll go to bed and he's like you're not gonna sleep and it's like no clearly the situation's so awkward and so weird that none of them are gonna like go to bed and they're still dressed in this formal gear from a uh, f- from a time that is now completely ruined and it's just it's just those times in your life that feel a little surreal Yeah. You know, does that make sense? I I might sound totally pretentious here, but there's just like nights like that that are surreal that you kind of remember. Maybe some of your friends fought, or someone got like really ill and is puking, and you wind up back in someone else's house, an unfamiliar surrounding, still kind of buzzed. It's Mm -hmm. 4 a.m., and you didn't even realize. Like, we've all been there, and the fact that you need to take that experience and not just end it with some sleep, but have it be absolutely torturous for the next several hours. It's just like such an eerie time to set things in my opinion
2: no i agree i think that's the beauty of this movie not gonna lie
0: it's it does um it adds anxiety to it because if they had said oh who's knocking on the door at midnight it's like yeah whatever you know yeah. like midnight yeah. who gives a shit but the fact that it's 4 a.m there's it's just like a time has been surpassed where it's now like no no human being should be up at this time like yeah. you know it's it's, it's it's just weird now
2: i'm forgetting does the, does the second knock come next or does the back shot come next like the the shot with the i think I believe the second knock okay
0: there's, I, yeah there's a second knock and then there's. she a bunch puts of the fire sounds.
2: right she lights the fire on the logs okay. um or she like reunites it the alarm goes off correct
0: mm-hmm. yes the smoke alarm
2: and then she goes to which is important it's the only reason why i'm pointing it out And then she steps on the chair to go knock it off so the battery can, like we've all done that, so it can stop going off and stop ringing. And then right after she's able to do that, there is a second knock on the door. And now she's completely by herself. And it's the same girl. She goes to the door, doesn't open it, smart girl, and answers to the door asking, who is it? And again, the same exact response is, is Tamara home? She's like, no bitch, you've been here before. And she's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. She leaves. Then she calls um, Mike. No, James. Sorry. Where did I get Mike from? She called James, her boyfriend, because obviously at this point, she's like, this was weird. Why did she come back? Like, He's it makes currently no sense. out
0: getting smokes or driving yeah. or whatever.
2: So that's when she does a, a wardrobe change. She's kind of like, I'm, uh, this is kind of creepy. This is kind of weird. I need to, like, change it to some different clothing. She chose jeans for some reason. But you know what? that's that's okay i'll question i <laughs> choices later
0: like you know what i'm gonna put on some jeans <laughs> yeah
2: i i put on literally sweatpants but you know what yeah she can do what she wants She put jeans on that's fine and she's talking to mike explaining that the girl came back etc etc to hurry back and then it's kind of eerie how there's now no sound it's quiet she's by herself she's kind of like pacing a bit and then she goes to get water from the sink And there's this amazing shot from like a distance in the back in the foreground. There's like the darkened, um, I think it's like a hallway leading to a different room. It's black, but you can see this tiny little like white spot, which is another face. And you don't see it too clearly, but enough because it moves a bit that, you know, it's a person and it's a person that's shuffling, moving a little bit closer, but enough that you can tell there's someone in the background. And that is one of my favorite Shots. I, I think it's it's just so creepy because I think about that in the back of my head like someone could be behind me right now <laughs> and I wouldn't even know because my back is turned and she's oblivious and he's chilling back there watching her and that just freaks me out and
0: I love it's, that. It's one of my favorite shots in the movie, like by far, but it really scared the shit out of AJ. AJ, what, what about that shot? Gotcha <laughs> I don't put in, want like, you to know like,
1: good. Like, but right now, I'm fucking terrified <laughs> just by listening to Kim describe it again. <laughs>
0: Uh, kim is preying upon your fears here i'm
1: not even sure someone's <laughs> behind me right now yeah um
0: and kim's always bringing up the grudge in your house like, no i try to <laughs> leave it alone i try to never bring that up and I'm, I'm sensitive to your feelings but uh-huh kim's yeah. always bringing it up and the colonial uh,
1: ghost too she just won't leave you alone about that it's, it's <laughs> hey i don't live with the colonial ghost anymore you're close um, enough
2: she could make the trip across the street
1: yeah I don't think she will. <laughs> I love the agreement. That has been
0: like, yeah, you're probably right.
1: Like, yeah, uh, she could, but she won't. Anyways, <laughs> um, this happens to me listening to horror podcasts, too. But, like, listening to the description again just made me, like, push myself against the back of my couch super hard. And, like, I know there's a wall behind it, but I'm still somehow scared that there's not a wall and that somebody's looking at me. So that's how scared I was, is that I'm still scared and that just hearing it makes me think about
0: if there's somebody behind me or not. It's a super eerie scene. It's uh the the mask I can kind of compare to like um Friday the thirteenth part two, like a sack head mm-hmm. type of thing. Um but it's got kind of like a face intentionally drawn on it. It's not like ripped open or torn open. There's very clearly like I don't think it's quite smiling, but it's kind of like a smiley face on yeah. it. Right? It's
2: a bit yeah, smudging where a mouth would be, yeah.
0: Yeah. And um and that just kind of sits out. It reminded me, I'm not sure about uh, about you, Kim, but it reminded me of the famous Halloween shot where after Lori has stabbed him in, mm-hmm. in the closet and he's in the closet, she goes and tells the kids to find the police and she's And he's like in the back, yeah. And he just slowly comes out of the darkness. And uh, I, I, it really reminded me of that scene and there could not be higher praise because that is one of the best scenes, in my opinion, in any movie ever. <laughs> yeah. It's great, and it really, comes, it really comes out of nowhere. It's, it's really good. Um, we, we were talking about why this movie felt like uh, a- AJ was particularly disturbed about someone being in the house, you know, and it yeah. made me say, how is this any different than like Halloween? So I kind oh, of have yeah. like two, two comebacks, uh, two thoughts that emerge from this, right? Um, the first question is, is Halloween a home invasion film? And then we had also talked about while watching the movie that it feels different because there's not, like, a slew of teenagers that are just here for, like, the slaughter. There really are two victims in this movie, and they are are two victims for the entire movie. It's, uh, no one's, like, disposable, so when you see your character early, you know damn well they're going to be tortured for the next hour and a half, that mm-hmm. they can't cut to other people. So the... We kind of thought it was different in that way, which I think is, is really interesting about how the amount of victims can really determine whether or not your movie's more of a slasher or more of a thriller or more of a suspenseful, you know, it, it's it's an interesting thing. But do you think Halloween is a home invasion film?
2: Yeah, I think it can qualify as it. I mean, the first one is the one that I'm thinking of more so than the others because the yeah. first one I think was intended in a way to be that when it was a standalone film when they didn't have plans for... The rest of it, at least, I mean, maybe the second one, they maybe had plans for that one. But the rest of it kind of goes in its own separate plot lines. But the first one, I would say I would qualify it as a home invasion, even though, yeah, I, I definitely would.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I think I agree with you, but I just never would have thought about it. I, I never would have expressed that to somebody beforehand, you know, <laughs> like yeah. oh, Hall- Halloween's a home invasion film because um, there really are no motives in that first one. What's funny is when they did Halloween twenty eighteen, the whole thing was, oh, there was no motive in the first one, but because she got away in the first one, he now has a motive for this for this one. So in a way of them saying, oh no, he never had any motive. That's scarier. They gave him a motive anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, like you know, like if they didn't have Laurie Strode in halloween 2018 he still would have had no motive but but they made such a big deal of him having no motive and gave him one it's it's bizarre anyway off topic (laughs) no no yeah i
2: totally agree like it was supposed to just be a person who randomly kills babysitters there's no technical correlation between laurie and michael like relation wise until later on in the series so definitely i think just by itself it would qualify as a home invasion to an extent yeah. i would say yeah
0: yeah it's it's, it's interesting and I, I think this movie does there's another shot that we'll get to i guess later that um also really harkened to halloween i thought and you agreed right mm-hmm. uh, um so I, I i don't i think it's intentional at least i i'd hope so
2: <laughs> yeah
0: where did we leave off we left off with um
2: um she the the back in the foreground we see the mask face and in a quick shot we noticed that the after she like walks around i don't know if you guys noticed this but um the fire alarm thing that she had put on the chair actually was moved onto i believe it's the floor it's really subtle but it's like a quick shot but it just shows that in her midst of walking around someone had moved it yeah, showing that there's there's obviously someone inside, <laughs> and they're like going around her, and she's just not noticing. That's the last thing I wanted to point out <laughs> because I I thought that was I didn't see that the first time around. I think I saw it when I saw it like when I repeatedly watched it. And I was like, oh No, I'd
0: go. I'd missed it as well. I, I I I didn't see that. I remember the shot of it and wondering why they had like shown that again. You know, mm-hmm. and now I realize it was because it was displaced. Um, and then I guess we kind of really get to the home invasion portion. Um, there's um. An early jump scare when she's kind of... She takes a knife from the kitchen and kind of walks around the house hearing noises and whatnot. And then she finally pulls the curtain. And the man with the mask, um, or old sack head, he was, uh, he's banging at the the window. And it's it, 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 its a good jump scare. It's effective. Yeah, it got yeah. me, and I know it got AJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that really... That's the moment where our main character realizes that she's being hunted, and that's when it becomes. That's what their cover's blown. You know, there's yeah. no more. There, there's there, what's funny is I say I, I say that like there's going to be no more subtlety, but there's a whole hell of a lot more subtlety <laughs> throughout this mm-hmm. movie. They continue to play with their food before they eat it. They after sackhead is shown, they they slowly show the other two, uh, the other one killer, I guess, which is not pinup but dollface, right?
2: Uh, they show pinup when. You know, I think they show doll face next because she's not pounding on the door. She like knocked again yes. and then it became like aggressive pounding. Um, and then somehow I I don't quite know how they did this or the explanation for it, but the door became unlatched for some reason and it sl- it opened a crack and she went to go peek outside and that's when we see doll's face up close for the first time,
0: who is also pretty clearly the girl that knocked on the door earlier.
2: Yeah. And then she closes Um, it, obviously, and she locks it again. And then she's like, oh, no, there's two of them. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah.
0: And this is the point where AJ is repeatedly saying, get in the car. Get in the car. Oh, God, please. Just
1: leave. Get in the car. Get Get out. Do something. Get the fuck out. There's a car. Make the choice. I don't want them to die. I know they're going to die. But, like. That's the worst part to me, is like the sitting in suspense waiting for something bad to happen, which is why I think that I don't mind slashers the same way, because people die so quickly that you kind of can appreciate, like I can appreciate a good kill in those movies, or stuff like that. Like It doesn't scare me as much as sitting in suspense. And that's why this movie got to me so much, is because the whole movie is you just waiting for something bad to happen to these people. (sighs) And it doesn't happen until literally like five minutes left, and you're just sitting there waiting and waiting. And it's awful.
0: When your when your characters are more disposable, it's more fun to see them get skewered.
1: Yes, but these people, you know, are this. There's just two of them, and you're just waiting.
0: And I I gotta say I have a note written here that um, typically when you're watching like a slasher, for instance, you're like everything until our killer shows up uh, this isn't a blanket statement for every movie of course there are good ones but generally in your average slasher it's all bullshit until the killer shows up yeah it's it, it, there might be some character building but i'm thinking like i'm taking like your generic mid-tier friday the 13th film you're not supposed to give a shit <laughs> or whatever mm-hmm. um or it thinks you give a shit and you just really really don't And it it, it continues to be painful. But for as much as the opening with these two characters not getting married is kind of like a car wreck and it's awkwardness that you don't quite want to look at, it's really engaging. At least I thought so. And it it, it kept me focused and I wasn't waiting for the killers to show up like come on get on with it as much as it was interesting in its own right beforehand
1: and I think that's where I started liking the movie and why I struggle to like say if I like it or not when the movie continues is because I think they did a lot of good work with setting up the characters and like this whole storyline is very interesting to me and a lot of that has to do with that character building
0: and for me I didn't particularly like either character
1: hmm yeah like
0: I thought they were both semi-unlikable I didn't like love either of them but it was what was gonna happen next the dynamic was interesting enough that it kept you engrossed it wasn't like mm-hmm. oh no I hope nothing bad happens to these people you know? yeah <laughs> so it was it was more like oh shit this is a weird dynamic to be in I wonder where it goes yeah I
2: agree I think it gives enough of the drama in the beginning enough of a I guess like a mini background to give a shit but not enough and not too much where it takes away from the film which i will come back to that later because i think that's sort of the intent that the director and the writer and whoever um was going in and i think that adds to the brilliance of it is the fact that the characters in my opinion are underdeveloped enough that it works well with what the movie's trying to do but i'll get to that later once the whole thing is over
0: it might also be one of those things where you leave something generic and not quite described so you can relate to it more mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if he if she was cheating on him with her, with his brother or whatever or his best friend that might not be something you could be able to relate to yeah uh, that might not be an experience that happened in your life um, or, or something but you can at least probably more uh, more than likely know the experience of a relationship that's not quite working Mhm. And it, it, it the, the vagueness. It's it's like how um they say like Luke skywalkers has no real personality traits because <laughs> you're supposed to feel like you could be Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's it, it's true. Like it's it's kind of the thing. Um so I think that's I think that was interesting. And I think they really do dangle an interesting storyline in front of you which is refreshing for a movie where I know some blood's going to fly later that I I I, I give a shit.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
2: Yeah. I will, well I want to touch on that later towards the end once we kind of cover all the bases because I, I think it is an important in my opinion it's an important thing that I really like about the
0: movie that I think works yeah I have comments in it with relation to the ending too so but but we'll get there Um, I mean now we're kind of out in the open like it's kind of just uh, I guess we should mention real quick I think we have one last like bit oh, yeah. of setup before the rest of the movie continues that there is a scene where she's hiding in a bedroom and very clearly someone's clomping around the house real loud trying to get into the bedroom and the boyfriend comes back from getting cigarettes and enters the bedroom and he's fine and in my head still i'm thinking oh shit he's coming in right now because he just took off the sack head and came <laughs> in and it's like oh are you doing okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but he comes back and he's really fucking dismissive like, she's like, listen, there was a guy in here with a mask and he like, pounded on the doors and shit. And he's like, nah, that mm-hmm. didn't happen. What, like, you're, you're overreacting. And like, that shit's so annoying to me. But uh
1: I compared it to some of the paranormals because that literally happens in like half of the paranormal activities where the girl's like, there's a ghost. They're going to kill me. And the boyfriend's like, nah. Or the husband's like, nah, you're fucking crazy and just ignores her until she's about to die and then they're like oh my god we should leave and i that's kind of what it reminded me of that I was like no listen to your girlfriend get in your car and fucking leave like if you just listen then maybe you wouldn't die
0: I see I, I see shit like this happen in horror movies and I'm like oh this shit's like sexist and awful <laughs>
1: like I'm like
0: this shit's dumb as shit why don't you just listen to, uh, to the person that's clearly terrified yeah but then I've also seen people talk about how it's like oh, these horror movies are actually super progressive because the woman always knows what's going on and it's the dumb men that aren't listening. And like, I I personally don't see it that way. I'm just like, yeah, you, this is just shit writing. But uh, yeah. what do you guys think about like that? Do you think there's any
1: progressiveness, progressiveness to that? <clears throat> I feel like Kim and I have had this conversation before and connected to paranormal activity. No, not necessarily. I don't think that it has anything to do with progressiveness. I've heard that argument before, um, but I also think that it's just one of those things that, like, it's an easy storyline to throw out there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I guess. It, it definitely is, you know, she's overreacting, she's over-emotional, he's trying to figure things out, situation that they kind of always throw. And, like, I think it's I think it's because it's always the woman who experiences it first and who's seen as crazy and the guy who's like no sweetie you're you're crazy you're insane it's not a ghost it's not a monster it's your are you're mine you know gaslighting essentially yeah um where it kind of gets into that into that dynamic i think yeah. for the most part like if we switch the genders and it was the opposite i i don't know if people would be making the same discussion around it i don't know i never see it in that way i don't really see it in like a gendered sphere I kind of see it as like, okay, which one would I be in that situation? (laughs) And I kind of jump back and forth because I definitely am a skeptic. And I've been in situations that are a bit more like high pressured where people have been scared. And I'm definitely that bitch who's like, shut up, calm down, relax. Because if I panic, it all goes downhill. And my thing is I want them to stop panicking because their panic makes me panic. So I have to come off as being a bit more skeptical and bitchy because I don't want to scare myself. Because once I'm scared, then we're both scared and we're both useless. So I guess in that (laughs) sense is how I see the dynamic kind of coming out possibly in situations like this where maybe he's not being a sexist asshole. Maybe he's just like freaked out but doesn't want to show that he's freaked out. Mm-hmm. but again I, I, I can understand people seeing it through that lens as well and I, I guess you could make that argument I just have never looked at it that way but I can understand people can see it like that
0: I want to express that I do not think this movie is sexist or anything yeah. I'm, not, I'm not calling this movie off for no, being yeah, sexist yeah, yeah. this is just that dynamic. like anytime mm-hmm. I watch a horror documentary about like slashers from the 80s this topic is always brought up you know it's it always winds up uh, being a similar dynamic and stuff and it's just an interesting it's interesting seeing two sides of the coin and seeing people champion it and people hate it at the same time, and it's it's just it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, I I guess I should I I also wanted to mention before the boyfriend comes in when she first sees Baghead banging on the the glass door they she hits the uh record player on her way out and Mm. causes a record to skip and play like the first five seconds of a song over and over and over again and this really starts this um integration of this record player into this movie which i think is one of my favorite parts of this movie is the record player and the music that's played throughout the the movie
2: yeah it's creepy little song it's just Mm -hmm. it's random and it's creepy and (laughs) i love it it's one of my favorite little like like you know how insidious has that one song um, yeah. with a little boy dancing to it, like that famous song that's popular for Isn't it Tiny Tim?
0: Isn't it? it it's a... Is it? that
2: his name? Or
0: <laughs> is that the it ghost is. boy's name?
2: I just no, the ghost boy. no. The singer of the song oh. is Tiny Tim. <laughs> I was like the ghost has a name when it's Tiny Tim. He's a child. Um, yes. <laughs> it's tiptoe
0: through the two legs yes, of Tiny Tim. It's in a SpongeBob one. episode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think this movie does a good job of doing the same thing and having, like, a creepy song that's just creepy in and of itself and not meant to be creepy. It's not, like, the whole soundtrack, like, yeah. the organ playing and, like, bass. Like, it's it's very, like, mellow and could be seen as an interestingly good song on a different day in a different setting. I, I hate country, though, so to me, no. <laughs> but to other people that enjoy it, maybe. But I think it does a really good job of setting the tone without purposely setting the
0: tone. Yeah, it's innocent enough. It's incidental. What, what the song choice is incidental. It wasn't chosen for its creep factor. It's a song that was playing in a different context that is now in a terrible context. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, and I, I think and they the, it continues throughout the movie. I think in in fantastic ways.
2: After this, we get the door breaking down, right?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: And that's when he's um, like, "Oh shit, she's kind of right. people <laughs> <laughs> <These bull> are <laughs> yeah, out door. here and they're really coming for us."
0: They find the gun first, though.
2: Oh, she asked, Doesn't he like, look
1: go to the car first and like figure out that his car's all fucked up?
0: Yes, okay. Yes, so, right. he's all over he, the place. <laughs> he goes to his okay. So, he's like, "All right, I get you're spooked whatever. I'm going to go to the car and get my phone." And he goes out yeah. there, he gets in the car, he gets his phone, and then one of the killers touches the back of his head as he's digging through his car and scares the living hell out of him and he realizes that his phone is gone. So now, earlier also, when Mm Baghead came in, they had taken Kristen's phone as well. So now there are two phones in this scenario, and both are gone.
1: And when he comes back in, you see that in the fire is one of the phones.
0: Yeah, they had thrown Kristen's phone into the fire. And then he finds his phone without batteries. There
1: was a landline, and that's what she called on um, earlier, but they cut it off. Yeah, it doesn't
0: work anymore. They cut that as well. And then he now kind of panics and digs through his parents' house for a gun. There's a great line where he just says, I don't know how to load the gun. And she's like, you told me you went hunting with your dad. he's like, that's just something I said. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of love that part. Um, And she loads the gun and gives it to him, right? Yeah. And then they kind of are walking around with the gun and the door starts getting axed in by um, the man in the mask and he kind of takes a pot shot with the shotgun through the door as he's chopping it down. And up until this point, the the killers are very much in control. <laughs> like yeah. they're, they're fucking with them, they're playing with their food. But I imagine if I'm the man with the mask, the second I, that gunshot goes to the door, I'm out. I yeah. shoot myself. I'm done. It's like, you know what? I didn't think he'd have a shotgun. Goodbye. But yeah. uh, they, they they continue. <laughs> uh did you have anything on that, Kim?
2: Uh no, but it's a great Well they they take the um they take the chest or the drawer or whatever to like bar the door. I think and it's the it's... piano. Yes oh piano, yeah, yeah maybe it's a piano yeah something big like that to like bar the door from them getting in but he kind of like when he <laughs> blows the hole through the door it just made her job easier because the, yeah. the hole got wider so, I, mean, <laughs> I know he was aiming to like i thought the shoot. same thing i was like he's helping her <laughs> yeah he like missed but he also made their job so much easier because now there's a bigger hole that's what she, they were doing anyway um <laughs> so i just thought that was like really funny every time i see it I'm like dude Get closer to the hole and shoot. Why are you shooting that far of a distance? At that point, why are you that far away? But yeah,
0: that's that's the only thing I wanted to point out from that scene. I thought it was really funny. I, I agree. I thought I thought the same thing. That's funny. Um, and then they get away with the shotgun and they're hiding in one of the bedrooms with the shotgun. And I and I had commented at this point that they had shown the killers at being so proficient. They're so in control. They know exactly what's going to happen. Um, had had the car part happened at this point? It had. I right? think it can did. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a point where they get in the car and try to leave. And AJ had continuously been saying, just get in the car and leave. Just get in the car and leave. (laughs) And they get in the car. And the second they get in the car, they introduce the third killer. And it is uh, Pinup Girl, right? Yes. Pinup Girl. uh, Pinup Girl. And she is in a car parked like pretty much just, like, 30 Locking. yards away or whatever, mm. just, like, kind of hiding under a uh, a tree. And it comes out and rams the car the second they try to escape.
2: And in front of their car is Masked Man, just, like, chilling. Yeah. Like, you're not going forward. You can't go back. You're in a driveway. There's, there's three of us now. So count. Yeah. There's three. You're kind of surrounded.
0: <laughs> and even if they would have decided to run... Uh, Bagman over. Uh, it was too late. Like their car mm-hmm. was getting rammed already. Like the, by the time they could have reacted, they were gonna get slammed in the back by Pinup. And I thought that was really good because AJ saying get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. And it's hard to argue with her in that scenario. Like she she, she is correct. Yeah. But as as, as someone who's watching a horror movies, I'm like yeah, it just it just doesn't work that way. Okay. <laughs> like, no, I, just... I agree.
2: I think I would stay in the house. I think leaving the house would freak me out too much because it's like it's too wide open and there's you don't know how many people are out there is it three is it four is it six is it two like that's and in the house i like i have a better chance of like hiding and waiting Mm. out that's what he wanted to wait till the cops got here but jokes on him
1: yeah that requires Um, the cops to be called yeah
2: maybe he like assumed (laughs) that someone would hear all that commotion and like yeah put in a call but we'll talk yeah. about this after that didn't happen
1: um i kind
0: of have like uh two notes here one is what is scarier in a home invasion film if oh, the I... house has a ton of big windows and is very clearly vulnerable or if it's very protected and they're still getting in like if it's like a sturdy house with like small what? windows like uh, uh, like which hmm. which one which one is more concerning
1: why did you have to ask that question the big one i would say because
2: i feel like if i was in that position i would have less of a chance of <laughs> hiding and surviving if the windows are that mm-hmm. fucking big and then i would hate myself like why the fuck did i get a house with big ass windows that's so fucking stupid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just had to look outside <laughs> literally <laughs> you really have to get the biggest <laughs> fucking windows and for what
0: <laughs> was the natural lighting worth it
2: at least the other with smaller windows and more protection. I'm like, like, at least I tried. You know, at least I was smart in my investments and I thought about my safety. Not fucking <laughs> aesthetic, you know? <laughs> I think I would just like hate myself. Like, damn bitch, you really wanted to get killed, huh? All to look at the trees. All for the feng <laughs> Which is like literally me right now because my whole downstairs has this it's big windows. ass fucking screen door. <laughs> leading right out to the street (laughs)
1: so that's
2: enjoyable
1: (laughs) the reason i asked why did you ask that question because the first thought i had is i don't know how many windows do i have
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh christ um i i think the more secure house is scarier
1: because they're still somehow getting in?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the, it. I should know how they're getting in and they're not. But I understand how the other one is like, there's so many entrances, I'm so vulnerable, you know? Yeah, so, like they're going like, to get in. I, yeah, yeah, like it's both, it, it's just interesting, because uh, I feel like they kind of did a middle ground here, you know? Yeah. But it's it's just an interesting dynamic. I thought of the other thing. I thought of is now that we've seen Pin Up girl too. Now that we've discussed her, that we have the man in the mask, baby face, baby doll, baby face, whatever, <laughs> doll, doll face, doll doll face. Yeah, there you go. You know, one of them. Um, <laughs> you just wanted to call baby her baby, doll. <laughs> baby doll. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking of baby uh...
2: face from Happy Death Day. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's what Stupid I'm thinking. Stupid ass of name, but yeah, I know
0: what
1: you're thinking of. <laughs>
0: These remind me that I feel like this movie is almost a little ahead of its time in its mask choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess what year did, did the first Purge come out? Not the first Purge, the, the first Purge. Purge movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'll look it up. Uh, two, uh, 20, 2013? I feel like 2013,
2: yeah, or 2014. See, okay,
0: so yeah, I'm still okay with saying it's. 2013. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm I'm. I'm okay with saying it's a little ahead of its time, because I think of these almost now as, like, purge masks. Not so yeah. much the first purge, but, like, all of the purge. Like, that dynamic of, like, the humanoid kind of creepy yeah. mask is almost what I'd associate more currently with horror films than I would have in, like, 2008. And um, when I was looking up if they sold some of the masks from The Strangers afterwards, I saw that they were all... The strangers two masks because you know now they're gonna sell them and I think the reason why they sold them now and not back then was because the purge is taken over now and any creepy mask you can have is gonna take it you know yeah yeah um I was okay cool I'm I'm glad we're in agreement there because I was like wow this this feels like early for this kind of mask like it's it's way more popular now
1: my first thought yeah. when I saw them was the purge yeah but I didn't think about what year that came out
0: yeah and it, it, you know it's a good five-year difference Mm -hmm. and uh, there's almost no way it wasn't an inspiration in some way it's gotta yeah
1: yeah no especially the first one the first one is basically a home invasion movie isn't it yeah i
0: would i would consider purge on the short list of home invasion films i know yeah Yeah. Yeah, at least the first one the first one only
2: yeah that's why i like the first one (laughs) the rest of them kind of
1: i haven't seen the first one
0: that's the only one I haven't seen. Me
1: too. <laughs> the first one? Yeah, <laughs> really? me too. I've seen
0: every other one, and they're all awful. But I've seen every... I don't think I saw the, the newest one, actually. Wait, no, how they're... many no, are sorry. there?
1: Are there three or there four? Uh, there might be five. <laughs> oh, I've seen two of them.
0: Or there might be four in the TV show.
1: I've seen two of them. I've seen the second Purge, and I saw Purge the first year, whatever it was. Me and... <laughs> Me and Kim watched it one day.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember that. I was like, I was like, I know I saw it with someone. And I was thinking, like, who the fuck did I watch that movie with? Me. I'm glad I didn't watch it.
1: <laughs> that's Me. right. I don't know why we chose that movie. I think that there was a reason for it. Oh, it was election. It was almost election oh, day. Oh, that's right.
2: That's right. You want to commemorate the horrors of election day. IRL. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's right. Ugh.
0: All right there's not we've covered all uh, the big stuff and a lot of it now is just like drawn out more suspenseful su- yeah. suspenseful scenes not that they're too long they just don't take long to explain i guess but eventually um what was the name of his buddy that he called you, you mike. said it mike mike who we thought was going to come the next morning winds up coming at like 5 30 in the morning to come get him they're currently cowering in the bedroom with a shotgun he pulls up at the house to pick up his friend his windshield gets shattered and he enters the house all like concerned he turns the corner and he gets shot. Yeah. Our main character, or main character's boyfriend, I guess I would say, shoots Mike right in the face. And this is something that always fucks with me. Like the trope of the accidental friend kill um, isn't super often, but when it comes up, it does fuck with me. And it's funny because it actually did come up So recently for us with The Descent. Yeah. Um, hmm. There was another one like that. But The Descent and I think it happens a lot in like, zombie films, too, uh, have the difference of we are in a chaotic situation mm-hmm. uh, and there's no time to like mourn or talk about this. I accidentally killed them, but we need to run. Whereas in this one, after he accidentally shoots his friend, he sits there and cries and punches the wall and they crawl over the body and they're gagging and they're gonna throw up and shit and that made all the difference for me and made that much less of a oh that's terrible that's unfortunate and more like a it, it was more gut-wrenching it was it was hard to watch at least I thought so.
1: A hundred percent. Really hard to watch. Really difficult. And very much a realistic one for some reason. Like, because again, it's it's in a very like realistic setting. And then mm-hmm. th- there was music playing, so he couldn't hear anything. And the the killer actually walks behind Mike with a knife and is like walking behind Mike following him. And, and then watches him get shot and then leaves. Um, so I think that that also was like, like I kind of saw it coming. And I think I said mm-hmm. it, but it was also one of those things that was like also still horrifying to watch.
0: Yeah, for for me, it was the aftermath of it, the silent reality of it and the committing at least, you know, a minute and a half to dealing with this. Yeah, that that really like cemented it for me. I'm willing to guess Kim didn't give a fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard a lot of people discuss the fact that that could be taken out, that that was a necessary portion of the movie. And in part, I can kind of understand if they remove that part of the movie, I don't think it takes anything away from it. I don't particularly think it adds anything, but I, I mean, I have no issues with it. I, I do think it's another way to further traumatize the characters but also it builds that suspense like we know mike's gonna die but who is it by is Mm -hmm. it by them in the closet hiding with the gun or is it by the man in the mask with his axe like one of them are going to take him out which is it and how is it going to play out so i think even though it doesn't add something completely unique i do think it was a nice little suspenseful moment could have been taken out for time's sake maybe but i don't think it's ridiculously long
0: i wouldn't have pulled it out
1: i don't think i would either
0: I think it was really effective. I think it was it was um, it was unnecessary in a necessary way. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I also think something about him being the potential solution. Because he's got a car, he's mm-hmm. coming in. He could save them, and then they kill him. And so they take away their own solution. And something about that's really upsetting to me.
0: At this point, I also thought that he was in on it as well, and he was one of the <laughs> other killers. And he was coming in to pretend wow. so she would continue to buy it. Yeah, I, I was. You had layers, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had that thought when I when they took the mask off. I was like, "Watch it be Mike," but I was like, "That I don't know how it would be Mike, but also Watch it
0: be Mike." <laughs> <laughs> Mike also. Played by the Golden God himself, Dennis Reynolds. Love, love, love.
1: Glenn <laughs> Howard is
2: amazing. He should have had a bigger role, but you know what? I'm fine with seeing him getting his head blown off. That's totally okay <laughs> with me.
0: Real quick, he they put makeup on him to make him look like ill in Always Sunny, right? Because oh, yeah. he looked like such a normal human being here, and he does not look. <laughs> he looks deranged, but he's never like he's never like. He's always dressed very properly, but in like an American psycho kind of way. <laughs> yeah, because
2: that's definitely who he is. He's definitely a sociopath in the show. And here is just a regular guy.
0: i'd never seen him as like a bro you know and i was like oh yeah i guess glenn howerton is just like a guy he's not necessarily a serial killer
1: (laughs) (laughs) it took this horror movie for you to realize that somebody's not a serial killer in
2: this show (laughs) he's very 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 creepy but uh, you would like it as
0: the golden god (laughs) so in all of my notes for this movie i never have glenn howerton (laughs) (laughs) Or um or Dennis Reynolds written once. I just have the Golden God.
2: (laughs) Golden (laughs) God himself got killed. Damn.
0: Yeah, and then after this, it's kind of just a lot of near misses with the the strangers. Um, she goes out to the truck and tries to make a radio call. Um, oh beforehand, her boyfriend after killing the Golden God is like fuck it I'm gonna go outside he kind of has like not a death wish I guess but he's kind of just like over it and is gonna go outside and try to make yeah And he goes out there and clearly gets cornered by them, and then they cut away, and his fate is, like, uncertain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's gone for, like, probably a good 20 minutes at that point as we deal with Kristen hiding in closets right now. She hides in a closet that's very similar to the closet from Halloween. And that was the scene I was talking about earlier where um, it's a doll face that busts through and uh, tears apart the closet with like the blinds on it and it's very reminiscent of Halloween. And mm-hmm. I think that was intentional as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, is there anything in between this? Um
2: noticeable no. no. Dollface looks at the ring that they have on the table and I guess she's just like, oh damn, <laughs> they were gonna get married. <laughs> oh <laughs> but this
0: is this is what I want to talk oh sorry, continue, continue. No no, no that, that it was, was just... it.
2: That was it. That was just the other thing that I remember off the top of my head.
0: I kind of got the vibe that they are going back And showing the ring and stuff like that, and um, I think right away in the very beginning of the movie when you see the rose petals throughout the um, the house, that I immediately thought, oh, this is like supposed to be blood. You know, it's it's Mm. like it's like foreshadowing of the blood that's going to be spilled all over this place Mm. because it does kind of look like little droplets of blood and shit like that. And there's a lot of like dead romance kind of in it, like as they're they're stepping through broken glass and rose petals you know as they bust into the house and i couldn't help but feel like sometimes they were kind of making it a little blamey kind of like she should have said yes or like oh if you would have said yes or more like a a a possibility that never happened and now most certainly never will you know yeah but i couldn't help but think that while they're showing this this could have been gone exactly to plan and and she could have said have yes, the and they would have fucked in the house, and they still would have been harassed yeah. by, yeah. by bagface at four a.m. You know, so I, I, I was kind of confused by that. I'm not sure if that's what it was trying to pitch. Was like trying to remind you of the innocence from earlier, but if there was, if that innocence still had taken place, it wouldn't have mattered
1: yeah i don't know i did have a moment where i just thought to death till they part and then they they that's how that happens uh i mean
2: actually i want to come back to that erin because i think i would say that yeah if things had gone differently and had gone better they probably wouldn't have answered the door and that's important interesting
0: okay Okay, that's fair. I think that's also why I was connecting it to maybe the boyfriend being involved was in the sense of just like he called his buddies afterwards like this bitch said no. So
1: what's <laughs> fucking murder her? Up, her. You know? Yeah, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> that's kinda of what I was thinking. It's a good no. thing she said no then. did not murder marry a murderer. <laughs> yeah, but we'll come back to that once you reach the end because I think Okay.
2: Um, there's not really much else. It's more just like a cat and mouse game. I don't remember big things besides she's in the radio station, uh, the little shed trying to get a radio signal. Pinup girl says nah, breaks it, she runs off, gets back in the house. We talked about the closet scene. Um... Does she go back to the room after that? She hears no. Mike yelling, right? Saying run, telling her to run. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they reveal
0: that the boyfriend was not killed earlier. Yeah. And they bring yeah. him in. And they.
2: And she's in the bedroom now. And she's just banging on the window trying to get out. And I guess it's, again, an act of desperation. It's not necessary that she can't break it or she, you know, open the window. It's more she's at her wit's end now. And she's just trying to get out and find some way to leave. And, um ironic because in the before in the movie they were break banging on that exact same window trying to get in or trying to scare her and now she's doing the opposite and then after that she she hears i believe do they put the music on or she hears something the lights come on and she turns around the lights are back on power is working again and she's like oh no this this ain't good <laughs> this is a sign that something's fucked up
0: it's jarring too because you almost forget the power was out it just suddenly comes back on and it's it's, it's like it's almost shocking it's it, it, it's almost like a, just as much of a surprise for us as it is for her <laughs> yeah
2: and so she's walking out to the hallway because she has really nowhere else to go from here she can't get through the window the power's back on meaning something's either gone right or something's gone wrong so she goes into the hallway the only place she can go and immediately she gets Thrown to the wall by Man in the Mask. He's bulky. He's a big dude. So that shit knocked her out.
0: He gives me Texas Chainsaw, like, Bubba vibes almost. Yeah, he's, know, he's bulky mm-hmm.
2: and knocks her out. He starts dragging her by her legs slowly, might I add. And he's really taking his time to drag her and mop that floor. And she's in this semi-conscious state where yeah. she's trying to, like, hold on to something, but she can't because she's not fully there. And I love, I love that they do that little moment of her trying to dig her nails into different... She tries to dig her nails into the wall and then she tries again into the um, floorboards. And that has just always been a little detail that some horror movies put in that always freak me out because I, I just picture nails like snapping and snapping off when people do that. Well,
0: they do that in the Texas Chainsaw yes. Reunion and that scars me is when yes. he literally as he's being dragged by Bubba his nails peel off as he's oh. grabbing the wall and I shudder just thinking about it now like it's it's fucked up. It's
2: so it's, every time I see people do that in movies I just think like those shits are going to pop right off oh. and I love that little detail because I, I don't know if they did it on purpose as a reference or if that was just her improv or whatever but i love that little detail and yeah. then he pulls her and she screams and it goes black and then
0: um, mm-hmm. real quick sorry I, I don't i don't want to interrupt i just found a note that's from like slightly earlier there's a lot of scenes of her outside like kind of being stalked by the strangers mm-hmm. beforehand and there's like a scene of the baby doll character on a swing like oh yeah. yeah back and forth and i can't help but feel like if this was a different horror movie If like the purge were to do that i might watch that and roll my eyes but for whatever reason it kind of feels like this movie earned it to some degree like it didn't bother me nearly as much as it did in other ones i think it's because it it might be the 08 (laughs) release date that gives it some more like originality but i feel like this movie gets away with shit that if a blue house movie did now i'd be like oh <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i agree it's, to some it's a
2: three against two situation but also they're not really busting a sweat they're not really breaking their backs doing this they they kind of have this flawless dynamicness of like they're everywhere they're going three of them but it feels like there's eight of them because these bitches somehow end up in several different places at the same time but not too much where it's overdone, where it's, like, unrealistic. More so, you can tell that at least two of them, if not three, but we'll get to that after, have done this before. Or that there's been, like, some kind of loose premeditation to their movements. And I- it's almost effortless. They really can, like, sit on a swing and chill for a second because they know... These pe- these people are not going anywhere. We want them right where they're at, at this point where they're most desperate. And I think that's so fucking cool. I love that. I love it.
0: I had it- commented earlier when they get the shotgun for the first time that in any slasher movie, having a shotgun and a pocket full of shotgun shells is the biggest safety security blanket you can have. Like, I can't think of a better opportunity or a better stroke of luck than Laurie Strode getting a, a shotgun, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But when they have this shotgun in this movie, you don't feel like they're safe for a second. No, yeah. And that says a whole lot about the proficiency of the killers. Um, they're so in control that they can literally have the best-case scenario happen for them, and you still feel like they're fucked.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And then what's next is just lean towards the end after this. After the black, it shows um, Miss Pinup Girl pulling the curtains back. That's so rude, by the way.
0: That's that's when the movie ended, right? That's when the movie stopped there. Yeah, the movie stopped there. The the credits rolled That's what I
1: remember happening. Is it ended? She opened the window and then it ended. No.
0: (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) She opened the window um, curtains, let the sun in as if it's like, oh my god, it's morning, guys. Like, okay, bitch. (laughs) You just chased us all morning. That's so fucked up. And we have our lovely Kristen and James tied to a chair. Kristen is now dressed back into her old bridesmaid's dress that she had in the beginning of the movie um which grosses me out the fact that they dressed her up for this shit so creepy and they're tied to a chair side by side and at this point the three we now see the three of them next it's it's one of my favorite shots too next to each other like looming over Kristen and james just like staring at them and Kristen is like begging like you know what you don't have to do this like why are you doing this oh she asked that question why are you doing this to us and before she had asked that, she had gotten no response when she asked Dollface that earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. But this time she does answer and she said, Because you were home. And I fucking love that quote because it's that so shit. Creepy. That's the best line
0: in the movie. It gets me.
2: And we'll talk about that in a creepy. second.
0: Because you were home. Fuck. And
2: man in the mask like looks at dollface like bitch why you talking he doesn't speak in this film i would like to point that no. he's the only one of the three that doesn't speak he's
0: just kind of wheezy yeah
2: he just breathes a lot um and you see dollface with the knife she had put it down she goes to like crouch down to pick it up but she takes her mask off and after that one by one the other two also remove their masks indifferent they shut they shoot to them we don't see their and they don't show ever, their faces yeah but you see them taking their mask off and you know if you have watched horror or any you know in general if you take your mask off damn it, you are not living you see their identities now you are not walking out of that alive they will not let you that's the worst sign someone takes their mask off mm, Mm, end of the line it's over for you say
0: anything they don't express that at all they just each take off their masks and it cuts away from their faces and your heart just sinks
2: and i think he knows it more so than i think they both do because she starts begging after man in the mask now man without the mask goes to pick up the knife And she's like, oh, this is not going to end badly. And she starts begging. And I think her acting in this scene is, like, top tier. Obviously, she's a great actress. But here, I think she does it so well where she's, like, begging. You don't have to do this. You can stop now. Like, please, you know, the generic kind of thing. But she does it so well. And Liv Tyler is a very, very great actress, I would say. And she does a great performance in this scene. And James is just quiet because he's, like, he knows (laughs) they're going to kill us. And after this is just a series of, well, I, I, they show it, Um, he stabs James first, and I kind of like, because I'm a gore fan, <laughs> it wasn't too gory for me, but I liked the whole, he's stabbing them <laughs> one by one almost, and they're just kind of like, nowhere, he's not killing them, he's playing with them, <laughs> he's just stabbing them in like different parts of the stomach, and they're they're having this lovey-dovey moment of like look at me and like don't 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 look at him look at me and it's it's I guess heartwarming but I really like that scene I was waiting for more gore if I was gonna be honest
0: that's where the movie lost me. Um, I don't care if they stab him. I don't care if they would have done it faster; it would have been better. But it's this long, drawn-out scene of he gets stabbed in the stomach and is gasping. She's crying. They stab him a second time. He's gasping even more. She grabs his face and says, "Look, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Like, I, like, don't look at them." And just, uh, just all fun of the movie left me there. Like that's that was just that's when it turned into torture porn, and that's when it was just. It was it was rough, in my opinion. That that's that's when that I was really surprised because home invasion is not my genre. That I enjoyed this movie to like the utmost degree up until this scene. Like I was like, wow! I didn't think I'd be into a home invasion film, but this movie's fun. It's got a lot of good like, it's it's got good kill that kills I guess, but um, good gore, good suspense, good scenes. And then this came in, and I was like, this is when it, it you lose me. This is when it becomes torture porn. There are no gremlins in this. I'm out.
2: I mean, I, I, I don't. The thing is, this movie came out in two thousand eight, so it, it came out in a very weird time. It came between what I would consider torture porn movies and oh, then Asian remakes. This is a
0: area. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, full on, full on. I understand. So I think it's he just kinda, not my genre. This is yeah. what it leaves me. I'm not criticizing the movie for having that scene. I'm not saying that it should have shouldn't be in there. It's just it, for me, that's what. Uh, that, that's when it stopped being fun for me i guess
2: yeah no definitely it didn't do too much it's, it's not a hostile movie but it definitely did give a little bit at the end he's like here i'm going to feed you a bit of gore and grossness without mm-hmm. giving you too much i wouldn't say it's gore um i would just say it, it was just a bit you watch someone get stabbed yeah i guess it's just <laughs> yeah. a bit explicit i wouldn't necessarily brand it as gore
0: but aj how did you feel about all that
1: I knew that we had to watch them die at some point. Like, you're at this point where you're like, okay, so what's going to happen? Like, is it going to be interesting? Is it going to be lame? And I just kind of felt in the middle about it, I think. I think that it was it was very slow, which I didn't love. But also, I mean, I don't love watching people die. <laughs> so I don't know. I was pretty medium about it.
0: I think if it wasn't for the the holding hands and look at me as you get stabbed and it'll be okay, you know, like all this shit as they're being brutally murdered, I think that's what sets it over the edge for me. Being tied to a chair and stabbed to death doesn't really quite affect me the way that does. You know, it was very like human in some way.
1: Yeah, very emotional. I think this movie does a really good job at being very human. I think that's exactly what you get from the beginning with all this pause and all this um awkwardness but it's also very human and then you see it when he kills his best friend it's very human and yeah. it's very and that's feeling. that's another
0: very yeah exactly it's very similar vibes
2: yeah and also to point out they dressed Kristen in her bridesmaid dress but they also made her put on the wedding ring or the engagement ring oh, from the box that. no and it so got when stuck on her hands, finger yeah, it's, that's what I'm saying. They made, her, they made her wear it.
1: No, she she never took it off. It got stuck on her finger earlier in the movie.
2: No, didn't Dollface look at
1: it when she was in the closet? Yeah, she no, she just looked, looked at the empty. box. Yeah, she just looked at the box. I
0: mean, you don't see one of those boxes around without knowing what had happened.
1: Oh, really? I didn't I never
2: notice it on her hand. I, you know what? I, can't, I
0: don't know which one of you is correct. I, I know she looked at the box. I don't know if there was a ring in there. Oh, I, think... I assume
2: that she had not been wearing it, and they put it on at the end but i mean again i just i just noticed the ring at the end of the movie i never noticed it during when she was running away so i mean maybe she had it on but i i always took it as they put it on her at the end
1: i was waiting for her to get it off so that's why i noticed because she was trying to and i was waiting for the moment for him to recognize that it was on her finger
0: that might have been when they held hands
1: at the end yeah. Yeah, which is what happened.
0: She, he might have seen it there, like if, yeah. if it was on there. I don't remember, but but I um, thought it was stuck on her. It might be because I kind of remember it looking like it might have been stuck, and she might have not not have taken it off because that's when the knock started happening, and she was scared and forgot about it. You know. Yeah. I'm trying. Um, I th- I think I should also bring up, and I think is is super interesting, is that I think it's, pinup girl, is pregnant. Yeah. And she's pregnant as they sit and murder these people tied to chairs. And I think it shows, I think that's really scary in a sense too, because it's like taking life and also bringing life into this world. And then it also gives more of the, I find it disturbing when these people that have done these horrible things go and get breakfast the next morning. You know what I mean? And I, and I think the more you realize because you don't imagine what Jason Voorhees does when he's not slicing up camp counselors. You don't really think about that, but that's a pregnant woman you know, who has a family and is, and is normal people that just decide to go and do this. And I think that's kind of what you wanted to talk about kind of at the end too, right, Kim? Is, uh, to a degree was uh, one of the ending scenes there where it really shows that they're just people.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so let's let's finish this before we yeah, get ahead, into go ahead. it. So that's th- a very, very, very last scene after that. He's dead. He's on the floor. Um, Kristen is still alive also on the floor she hears a phone um she starts crawling towards the sound it's mike's i guess it fell out of his pocket when um he got shot again they didn't notice it before and the whole frenzy was also dark there was a lot that happened so she's crawling towards it and she goes to pick it up and i guess i think it it dies on her or something the moment she gets it she goes to answer it 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 doesn't work i think
1: the person hung up and then she tried to dial nine one one. yeah
2: um she turns over because man in the mask is approaching her again and she kind of does this whole defensive raising her arms above her face which to me is like that's the peak of desperation like she's doing the bare minimum that she can do to protect herself cuz she knows this bitch is going to kill me and he doesn't he just like looks at her and leaves <laughs> they say peace out we did what we did and we out and In a way, I guess he assumes she's going to bleed out. That she's not going to live. And even if she did, you know, that's not... He doesn't care at that point. Which I'll, I'll get into that as well. And they drive off. And then we see these two little... I'm assuming they're Mormon boys on their yeah. bikes i don't
0: think they were with the pamphlet they had but i had the same
1: thought i when also I saw assume them. they were mormon. once i saw the
0: pamphlet i don't think they were mormon but i had the same thought
2: <laughs> what are they then because it's a jesus one it's a religious yeah, pamphlet. but it
1: could be like jehovah witnesses or um, yeah i think like it was Jehovah's Witnesses.
2: oh i always thought they were mormon
1: a bunch of people have missionaries like that but mormons wouldn't have the christianity thing on it
2: yeah Oh, well, those boys, I don't know what they are then. Um, they The khaki boys, they're on their yeah. bikes and the strangers are now in their car without their mask and they stop. Dollface gets out. Obviously now she doesn't have her mask on, but that's, we don't know her name. We don't know anything about her. And she goes to one of the boys and asks for the pamphlet. She's like, can I have one? And his response is, are you a sinner? Which I mean, boy, I would slap the shit out of him. Don't ask me that. If I want your pamphlet, <laughs> give me your pamphlet. What the fuck? And, of course, she says, sometimes, which, again, interesting. And she takes one of the pamphlets and gets back in the car. At that point, um, Pinup Girl says to her, it'll get easier next time. And they drive off, and that is the last that we see of them. Then the two boys continue on the little path, and they see the wrecked car that had obviously been in an accident, a bunch of shit was done to it, and the door is wide open. So they go in to investigate who knows why but they do it anyway (laughs) and they make their way inside and they see like obviously you see james on the floor basically dead blood everywhere everything's broken it's a shit show in that house and they go to kristen's body um and he reaches out i'm assuming to check if she's alive or not
0: which I thought was weird. It's like, she saw he saw this corpse of this woman and, like, goes and leans next to it. And I, if I was a kid, I would have <laughs> shit my pants and ran out the door yeah. the second I saw blood. Yeah, It, it wouldn't have been... Anyway, sorry, sorry. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, it, it's very, like, what are you going to do if she is or she isn't? You're literally, <laughs> yeah. like, 12. Yeah. yeah. But he, he goes to, like, check her pulse or to, like, touch her, I guess, and it, she screams, and it's, like, the last little scare the movie gives you. Um... Which is great. I mean, I guess it shocks people, but it shows that she's alive at least for now. Yeah, and that is how it ends. It leaves us with that little cliff moment, and bam—that's the end of the movie. That's how it ends. Yeah, we stand.
0: What did you think of? What did you think of the the last scene there, AJ?
1: I mean, it scared me. I wasn't expecting it. I think I jumped. I think I might have screamed. I, I think I liked it. Yeah, it was. I liked that she might be alive. I liked that they left us with like a final girl even though there's one girl in the whole movie <laughs> um i actually think i really liked that part
0: i was a, i was a big fan of the jump scare at the end i could have done without it no that i agree makes sense
1: for you for both of you that makes sense i think it was it was a
2: cheap scare
0: yeah i thought so too it reminds me of uh, it, it feels like it's it's an alternate ending that you'd find on, like, a bonus feature more than yeah. an actual ending. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah, I think in a movie with jump scares that worked pretty well and weren't as frequent as, like, other yeah. ones that I would find annoying, I think this is the only one that I was like, why? <laughs> why?
0: You had mentioned that you had things to say at the end about uh, the characters in particular.
2: Um. Yeah, more so, like, the concept of... The lack of motive, I think, is what I really Mm -hmm. find interesting about this movie because...
0: the millennial. Motives are incidental.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I think there's a lot of instances of that that I think makes this movie, in my mind, scary and why I like it so much. There's a randomization aspect to this. And again, motives unknown, which I think a lot of people either really like or really hate. And I'll get into that because critics have a lot to say about this movie. And this
0: my movie.
2: Note... Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm going to keep talking. So go ahead, go ahead, real quick.
0: My note is literally insert scream mode of speech. <laughs> that, that, is, <laughs> that, is my, that is my note.
2: This movie was based on two particular real life murders, which, when I say based on, I mean in reference to the fact that it was either random or the motives were unknown. Um, the first, obviously, was the Manson and Tate murders.
0: That's the first Um, thing I thought of.
2: Yeah, it very much is reminiscent to that kind of scene, which we get a lot of, if you know the case and you know what happens, it has that same exact feel to it, which in a way, if you look at it through that perspective in the back of your mind, it makes it kind of scarier because actual people did have to go through something like this
0: and that's really fucked up. And then Brad Pitt murdered all of the uh...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about that movie (laughs) at one point. I don't know <laughs> when, at what point during recording this podcast, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood popped in my head, but it fully totally <laughs> did. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but that's kind of what this was taken after, and that makes it a whole lot scarier um, when you're looking at it through the victim's perspective, because there were actual victims who had gone through stuff like this.
1: Which is what I needed, by the way. I needed it to be scarier. I definitely needed that.
2: (laughs) And then it was also based on the Keddie Cabin murders, loosely as well, where four people were killed. Um, For the same reason, the motive in this case was also unknown. And it was also based on the director's own personal experience with neighborhood break-ins where he got the inspiration for the knock on the door. Um, Not to like steal a story, but essentially people would knock on the doors and if you answered, um, they would rob you. (laughs) It's essentially, he goes into details in interviews about it, but that's kind of where he got the whole concept of the beginning of the knocking on doors. Which is why when we talked about it earlier, you know, if she had said yes, if this had gone in a more positive view, would things have been different? I would say yes, because the reason in her and Dollface's words, why they were even targeted was because they were the only ones that answered. Um. Not necessarily because they were the only ones home, which we could also make that um, implication because no one else, there were no neighbors, no one came out to say anything, who knows. Um, but because they answered the door because they showed that they were there and they were awake at that time if they hadn't have done that the possibility of them moving on to someone else is definitely plausible yes they were on the hunt but it wasn't for anyone specific and they Mm -hmm. just happened to answer her knock at that particular time and you know that's why I say like you know maybe if she had said yes maybe if things had gotten better they would have gone to sleep by now they would have Even if they would have had, like, sex or gone taking a shower, like, whatever, if they weren't in that space that early with that tension, things might have gone differently. And that's not to shame or decision. That just, in my opinion, how it shows, wrong place, wrong time. And that's kind of what I like about this movie.
0: I see what you're saying. I hadn't really thought about it that way. When you think of it literally as the because you were home, I guess if they were fucking or were sleeping they probably wouldn't have answered the door but yeah i guess i assumed they would have come in anyway even if they were sleeping but um i think you're right they, they literally say why they came in <laughs> <laughs> you know they, they say it themselves
1: yeah
2: there's there's a lot of really great and i think this movie is very simplistic and i think yeah critics had an issue with um parts of the movie in particular the whole concept of the hunted not becoming the hunters i think people really like when the final characters or the final girl whoever takes charge and fights back and in this movie we don't have a lot of that we have them try but they never actually get any hits on the villains they don't really ever have any success in trying to save themselves in any way and people did find that a lot to be frustrating or it turned them off which i understand but i think if i were in their position i also would be a weak bitch like i'm gonna be honest (laughs) i also would not I'm not Laurie Strode. I will not be able to fight back. Like I, I'm five two. <laughs> I can't fight. <laughs> I'm not intimidating. So to me, the fact that this is more realistic appeals to me. But I know other people did have opposite opinions, saying that it was kind of lame that they didn't get the ending that they were wanting, which is them winning over the three um villain
0: characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly want them to win as much as I would have thought they would have taken at least one of them with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, typically at least one dies or one would at least, like, lose a couple fingers or something, you know? But Um, again... Referring to the killers, of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but again, we talked about the professionalism of these killers, and I feel like that shows that, too, that there was, like, they had everything they could have, and they still lost. I,
0: I think so much about the killers is said due to just costuming, too. This might sound a little pretentious, but, uh, but I, I, I mean it. That um, I think the man in the mask being in a suit yeah, mm-hmm. says a lot. I think the suit shows some professionalism, along with the savagery of wanting to cover your face. And I think that the main kind of thing about this movie is how in control the killers are the entire time. And I think it said a lot through not only their actions but their costuming as well i say this but bubba wore a tie to dinner yes no i I agree i guess leatherface does wear a tie and put on makeup for (laughs) for dinner time so maybe i don't know what the fuck i'm saying
2: (laughs) no no i agree i think the masks the mask looks like something you could buy from like a halloween store but it's well kept it wasn't like something that was damaged or something that, you know, it, it, it's something that it looks like they bought, but they also take care of, at least for the girl's sense. I also think at the end, when a pinup girl tells her like, oh, it'll get easier next time. That implies that Dollface is more than likely new to this whole dynamic. Yeah. And the other two are the ones that have done this before, which kind of makes sense because in the way that they were stalking James and Kristen throughout the night someone had to be the head or know what to do and I guess it implies that it might even one of them two, if not both of them one or the other um and dollface was the one I mean she's the one that speaks to them she's the one who kind of swings lingers does things that are a bit different than the other two the other two are there yeah. for business she's kind of a bit more languid in the way that she walks around and interacts with Kristen in particular I think that implies that in the same way the Manson family I don't want to compare too much to that but in the way that they are the leads in this and she's new if not related this is some kind of weird situation where she's been brought in and is taking part in murdering random people (laughs) for who knows what actual reason if not just to kill
0: absolutely I, I agree I think um it, it's it, it's they don't explain a lot but they i mean clearly we've been talking about this for quite a while now They they mm-hmm. don't explain almost anything but they leave enough that we're talking about it you know
2: and yeah i kind of like that some people had you know issues with the fact that there there's no motive we don't know anything about these people they're we didn't even see their faces like there's this mystery because even when we look at other masked murderers or killers like there is Besides the first Halloween, obviously. There is sort of a background that's kind of given. And these guys kind of don't have one. And I always prefer that. I always prefer not knowing much about them. But some people don't. And it it does leave a lot to interpretation when it comes to, are they related? Like, is this like a cult thing? Is Like, what is this for? And I guess some people don't like that. But I personally find that to be much more frightening when Mm -hmm. it's just these people just wanted to do this and they showed up and they did it. That to me is more like that shit happens in real life. You know, some people do kill people just for the fuck of it.
0: (laughs) And that has happened before. It's way scarier when AJ doesn't know who's knocking on her (laughs) door.
1: Why? This is worse than the grudge because this is a real fear. Like you guys can talk about her showing up in my house all the time, whatever, but please don't. (laughs)
0: I'm eighty percent sure the grudge isn't real, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I, I think it does a really great job,
2: in that. and that that is scary. Like, p- their burglaries happen all the time, like robberies, Damn. people breaking in. Like, that's not anything that's super nuanced <sighs> in concept, can, you know. I
0: can hear the sweat dripping from <laughs> my right now. Like,
1: okay.
2: and i think that that's it's a very simplistic realistic concept and i think it was it was smart of the directors and writers to go in this particular way because there's not a lot of groundwork they have to do but i think that's what makes it very appealing it's 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 terror without having to really create create anything super complex it's just hey what if someone knocked on your door and being a nice person you answer and then they come back and fucking kill you like me. you know that that might happen what if my uber eats guy that i i call tomorrow <laughs> when i order breakfast in the morning decides to come back and murder me <laughs> like it's a definite possibility and that
0: scream at some poor girl scout <laughs> knocking on her door
2: <laughs> <laughs> like you know it's 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 frightening but also like It it happens, and I think when they take concepts like that, I'm not saying this is the greatest, most creative movie in the world, but I don't think it should be taken points off for the lack of artsy-fartsy creativity. I think it does really well with the simplistic setting and a very simplistic concept.
0: I I, I absolutely agree. Let's get some some roundtable final thoughts.
2: Um, I like it.
0: (laughs) Honestly.
2: (laughs) I think it's super like like I said it's it's very simplistic and I think it does a lot of really cool things in the background like how the house is so it looks so comfy like damn that kind of looks like what my mom's house looks like like there's lots of shit everywhere because it's lived in and I think when it does little things like that they don't try too hard to make it a comforting setting they don't try too hard to make this a super complex um situation it's very easy to follow there's only a few characters so you don't really get lost it is something you can watch in one sitting and not in my opinion get too bored some people might have a different opinion about the pacing but i think the pacing is pretty well done and again the characters they're not fully developed but i think that's the point i think we know as much about the characters as these killers do and i think that's very interesting and yet we're involved in their survival, whereas the killers want to, for some reason, murder them. And I think that's really interesting in the whole random selection kind of concept this movie kind of rides with. So I think it's it's an enjoyable movie. I don't think it's too gruesome. I don't think it's too slow. I think the masks are a great touch. Simple, but also pretty frightening in the fact that they're humanoid and I can find something similar at Spirit Halloween any time of the year if I wanted to. If I was planning to kill someone, that's where I would go. Um and I think it it plays really so, well. You, you with... put a lot
1: of thought into that. <laughs> <laughs> you think
0: about that a lot. That
2: I'm just a... saying, like, if I was gonna do what they did, what I could just get my mask like it on
0: like on a th- on a Thursday, <laughs> on a, like on a Friday. <laughs> I'm just covering Next my bases week. here. I have I have made fun of you a little bit tonight. I just I would like to apologize right now. <laughs> I think Spirit Halloween's open in August, so I just just, before August comes around, I want to make sure we're on good terms, Kim. <laughs> but
2: yeah, I, I think it's it's a very simple simple movie. It doesn't do too much. It doesn't go the extra mile, but I think it does enough to be enjoyable, and it's definitely a good watch if you're in the mood for good home invasion scare. So, definitely a ten out of ten in my book.
0: I wound up liking this movie a whole hell of a lot, actually. I was really surprised. I, I didn't think I'd dislike it, but I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. I feel a lot of the artistic choices, like the um, the record player playing the music throughout the movie, was super interesting. I agree that the masks are super compelling. I, I didn't really think of it as a pro at the time, but I'll, I'll agree with you when you said that there's not a lot of characters, so not a lot of people get lost. There's not a lot of personalities that you forget about. There's not really a kill you forget about, because there's only so many. Um, I think it's really memorable. I... I don't like the torture pornness of the end there, so it almost, for me, that's like a big one for me. Like, it's just, uh, I- I'm judging it harsher than probably most would, but I- it takes it from like an A to a B to me, just because like mm-hmm. it loses a full letter grade due to the torture pornness at the end there. It just, I lost a lot of, um, I, I really didn't enjoy that scene, but, um, I- it really doesn't detract from the movie all that much. It- I think it just, particularly grates on some of my fears and it just being super, super dark in that section, but overall I'm, I'm surprised at how much I like this movie and I and I would watch it again. I, I'd be excited for the sequel if I hadn't heard it was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and AJ, final thoughts?
1: I think it's a good movie. I kind of think I hate it, but only because mm-hmm. it's scary. <laughs> but I also really like it at the same time, which is very complicated. Um, I don't like sitting in suspense, so I don't like that I don't like the way I have to experience it, which is that I'm really stressed out and it's very scary and I don't like that. But I do like the movie, which is interesting.
0: I, I agree. There's there's good suspense, but I, I kind of agree with what you were saying with Kim earlier where you said you didn't think it was slow. I don't think there's a lot of dead air in this movie. No, I don't think I th- so. I, I think it utilizes its time very well. It's even a little it's a little short. It's like an hour and twenty seven. Yeah. And this is the unrated yeah. cut we watched too, so you'd think it would be longer. But um uh I think it uses time pretty efficiently as in, in comparison to I know we're apples and oranges when we're talking about a movie that came out in two thousand eight compared to one that came out in seventy four, but there was a lot more dead time in texas chainsaw last week mm-hmm. yeah um well is that it are we, we we've said all we want to say about the, the strangers yep yep all right well thank you so much for listening you can follow us on social media at spooky drunk pod on all things unless we've changed them in the future to which you won't hear this and the, the, the nothing will it will matter anyway um so next week what we're watching next week uh tell me uh what do amanda Bynes, frankie muniz and paul giamatti have in common Big Fat Liar.
1: 2002's Big Fat Liar <laughs> next week on and Spirits. I can't
0: wait. So until we watch that absolute American
1: classic, I've been Erin. I've been AJ. I'm Kim. Molly. Oh, I guess. I haven't really been here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll be here for Big Fat Liar though, right? Oh, 2000%. Two thousand two percent.
1: <laughs> get the, get the right <laughs> All
0: right. Well, until then, we'll uh, we'll see you later. Uh, love you. I'll uh, see you in hell. Bye. Bye.